welcome back to the Gambone Law Podcast. My name is Alfonso Gambone, and like previous episodes of our podcast and like all of our podcast episodes, we frequently feature attorneys from outside of the criminal defense world because we understand that these are important issues for our clients and their families. And we try to bring in the latest hot button issues and tie them into to the areas of law that that we deal with and also our colleagues deal with. Today, I am joined by family law attorney Larry Welsh. Uh, Larry is a great attorney. He practices in Pennsylvania with Greg Lamonica's office. And today, I wanted to discuss with Larry the Tom Brady Giselle Bunchen divorce potentially. It's not official yet, but there's been rumblings that 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 they're headed for divorce, and she has at least Giselle has apparently retained counsel already. So that um, that can't be good. So Larry, welcome. Thank you, Al. I'm pleased to be here, and uh, uh, thank you for letting me do this. The uh, the celebrity high profile divorces get a lot of attention, and I'm glad to come here today and talk about it, given what we know. Uh, this looks to be a Florida case, you know, and as you said, I'm here in Pennsylvania. I practice in Pennsylvania and New Jersey like you do. I'm not licensed in Florida. I can't speak to the law in Florida, um, and I don't know all the facts uh, between uh, the parties in the case, but it's a very interesting um, situation that is getting a lot of attention and happy to talk about it. So. In this situation, now I understand that obviously you know we don't practice in Florida, and the laws can be specific with regards to state and, and as far as property division and child custody and support. But let's just talk about the case broadly, just looking at it from an outsider. Uh, what we kind of know about these two individuals, I mean, they're both public individuals, so their lives, for better or for worse, are are out there. So um, let's start off by looking at terms of where they are in their lives. Tom Brady's 45. Giselle is 42. They've been married since 2009. They have two children. Now, financially, they both do very well. Now, I've been told that 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 she does better than he does. Uh, but and, and I'll get to that at the end of our podcast. I have a few more questions for you. But to start off, Looking at it just now, where they are in their lives, in terms of uh, things like division of property and things like alimony, when you're dealing with high net worth individuals, and both individuals have their own money, per se, have their own means of income, does that really come into, I mean, as far as division of property and, and potential, I guess, alimony, is that is that really an issue in this case, you think? Well, and let me start out with something you said uh, a couple minutes ago when you said, you know, she's retained counsel and that's not good. But spoken as, as one who does family law, a divorce attorney, that's excellent. That's the first thing people should do. It's a necessary first step, especially for the high net worth clients that, that we have. And, and again, we don't have anybody as, as high profile uh, as, as Tom Brady or Giselle. I'm not sure there are many people as high profile. But in terms of dealing with high profile individuals, especially, it's important to Contact the lawyer before you begin. Find out where things are and, and what they look like and, and what the prospects are. And I think both of the reports I'm seeing are saying that both of these people have done that. So uh, so that's a good sign. And when you you talk about this case, and I, again, I don't know the facts for sure, but my guess is there's a prenuptial agreement 
that, that both of these parties probably would have gone into this thing with a prenuptial agreement. And that prenuptial agreement, eh, let's assume it was written in Massachusetts. Uh, they were, you know, Tom certainly was in Massachusetts um, when they got married. Uh, I guess I don't know, she was in New York. I guess it could have been written there. But, um, but let's presume that there's a prenuptial agreement. That's going to define a lot of what comes out of this in terms of things you're talking about. The, the assets, the alimony, things like that, as long as it's enforceable. It's, it's something that, um, that the courts will uphold. And again, I don't practice in Florida. It's my understanding that in Florida they're going to respect an out-of-state prenuptial agreement as long as it was legitimate, it was uh, valid in the state it was written in at the time it was. Um, and again, we just did one of those for an out-of-state prenuptial agreement here in Pennsylvania, um, high net worth client, and again, very valuable, uh, very valuable to, uh, to the client in that case. So, so that's, that's kind of where that begins. You gotta believe that, that neither one of these people is going to be looking to gain out of this divorce. Neither one of them is going to try to make profit or, or, or take money from the other one. I, all the reports so far, are they're, they're, they're not doing that. They're on fairly good terms about, you know, moving in different directions in their lives. They've said, they've said those sorts of things to each other. So I think that's the start of it. So in terms of a prenuptial agreement for high net worth individuals, typically, now in Brady's situation, his income is pursuant to mostly contracts and endorsement deals, which are all fixed. I mean, he knows what he's going to make. Whereas her income, at least from what I understand it, it's more of less stock ownership in companies that have done well. She was a model a while back, but I think her modeling career, no disrespect to her, is probably over at this point. And, and she's probably doing more just the business side of things. So it's my understanding that uh, her her income is, is more or less, it, it varies. I mean, obviously she could do very well and it seems like, like she does, but in situations where you have one client who has this fixed income, you kind of know what they're gonna make, and another client who has basically, you know, more or less a commission type income, how do you, I mean, how is that accounted for in, in like a prenuptial agreement? Well, and again, what, what we do in a situation like this, especially coming into that, you know, we have a forensic support team. I'm, I'm privileged to be the, the leader of the forensic support team. And we have, as I'm sure these people do, we have a team of, of inside and outside people. We have um, financial advisors, tax accountants, um, you know, business coaches that are going to be a part of this where we bring them into the fold. And if we're doing a prenuptial agreement, what things are going to be protected? Is it going to be investments and contracts that are protected? Is it going to be his income and salary? that's protected. Um, frequently in prenuptial agreements, there's an agreement about alimony. I would be surprised if this one didn't specify that, that there's not going to be any alimony in this case in either way. Either party here would be a, a very difficult candidate to see in need of alimony. Um, what the courts, at least in Pennsylvania, do, and I, I'm sure it's similar, I expect it's similar in Florida, is, you know, they're looking for quote-unquote economic justice between the parties. And, you know, when these people could walk away tomorrow and, and never look back, and neither one of them would be, would be uh, hurting for money or economic uh, resources or anything like that. So, you know, I just think that the um, the choices they make, um, and and people that are uh, people that are high net worth and people that are smart about what they're doing are making choices based on what's going to be the best choice for the future, for my future, for my family's future, for my kids' future. Not because I'm trying to hide it from the other party or do anything like that. I'm going to make good choices that are going to benefit me and my future, and then. 
then I'll let the, the voice lawyers talk about how to sort that out, and, and that's what we do, you know what I mean? So I think that's uh, the nature of what's going to happen here. Um, I, I don't expect you'll see either one of these people um, kind of uh, taking from the other uh, as this goes forward. Well, let's assume for a second, and we can even you know, just move off of Tom Brady and Giselle for a minute. Let's assume that there was no prenuptial agreement, and they were just you know two crazy kids in love, and and that was it. <laughs> and um, you know, and and you know, perhaps when they met, they you know weren't as as um, like well off. Uh, they just assume that hey, we're going to have normal lives, and um, you know something happened, and what do you know? We're we're uh, we're millionaires, um, so we're, we're we're beyond millionaires. So in those situations where you have now, let's say two high net worth individuals, I would imagine if there's no prenuptial agreement, then it gets it can get really um, involved. Correct. It can, and, and we've seen some of that in other kind of uh, high profile, if not high net worth, uh, um, I guess, Ye or, or Kanye uh, and, and Kim Kardashian. You know, we've seen some of the stuff come out there that was a, a little less uh, cordial and friendly between them. But, um, but what, what the courts are looking for uh, eventually, at least in Pennsylvania, you know, what the courts are looking for is, like I said, that the magic term is like economic justice between these parties. We have marital assets that we need to divide, and what's the way to... to make that division so that each of them walks away, you know, with an economically sound position and doing that in the way that is the least difficult to achieve. So instead of, you know, cutting up, you know, cutting everything into pieces, do we let somebody walk away with what's on this side and somebody else walk away with what's on that side and, and then, um, you know, what's in the middle, maybe we have to figure out stuff. But especially with folks like this, and, and again, we deal with the same thing in the high net worth. The things that, that you really need to deal with are the children, uh, the custody, the child support. Those are the things that, that courts are going to be very interested in making sure they do. And people like this are going to have attorneys that are telling them, look, this is what this is what happens if you don't come to an agreement. You know, you go into court and there are these 16 factors that the court's going to look at in terms of how to divide the marital assets. Um, and this is the formula the court's going to use to decide what the uh, support obligation is. And this is the likely result if you do that. On the other hand, we can sign this agreement that says you take this, I take this, this is what we do with the kids, and, and that agreement can be pretty much sheltered from public view. It, it's still, you know, it, it's still public record. Either party can ask for a, uh, the record to be sealed and, and not disclosed, and you see this a lot with, with the celebrities and the high-profile ones. They, they really don't want to expose all this to public scrutiny that, uh, as you say, that, that might be uh, available to anybody to walk into the courthouse and say, you know, let me see that file and, and everything that's in it. So um, that's kind of the way that, that we do it, and I'm sure most attorneys do. This is what you expect if, if you don't come to an agreement. This is what's on the table in terms of an agreement, and can we come to terms on this? So now you mentioned the children. Uh, I think he has two kids with with her. He has a third child, but that was with his his uh, previous relationship. Uh, right. That young man is fifteen. I think the other kids are nine and twelve, I believe. So, I think you're right. So they're 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 still you know fairly young. Um, the potential well. If there is a prenuptial agreement, you believe that that agreement would speak to the custody of the kids? No, no, I, I believe that agreement would not speak to custody, and that's something that, that 
prenuptial agreements really can't uh, okay. speak to, or, or if they do speak to it, that term is typically unenforced. We call those unenforceable because the custody of the kids is always going to be a subject to the analysis of what's in the children's best interest. And for two people to write an agreement in 2009 that says in 2022, this is what's going to be in the best interest of those children, that doesn't work. And no court would accept that. In 2022, if they walk into court and say, you know, here, we're, you know, co-equal parties and parents in this thing, we both have counsel on our side, and we have agreed on this custody agreement that we're asking you, the judge, to sign off on and accept, court's likely to accept that as long as it's, you know, it's not something that is obviously in the, not in the best interest of the children, but that they will, the court will accept a, a current custody agreement. But prenups, that's something they can't uh, uh, speak to or, or at least not enforceably. So pre, uh, custody and support can't be done by prenup. Um, and I think that's pretty universal. It certainly is the case here in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And as I understand, that's pretty universal throughout the country is that you can't, you can't predetermine what's in the best interest of the kids somewhere down the line. Okay, so now in terms of the kids and looking at both Brady and his wife's situation in terms of their work, now he's obviously a professional athlete. You know, it's kind of public the fact that that he's almost like obsessed about his about his profession and that he'll he's just and he's forty five and he's still playing, and he could have retired probably ten years ago if he wanted to, and uh, been still been a Hall of Famer, and. Um, but he, he's playing this year, and people may think he may, he may play next year. Um, so, but her, um, she's been rated by Forbes as one of the most powerful businesswomen in the world. Uh, it sounds like her 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 jobs are keep her fairly busy. So, in terms of argument, in terms of who should have, I mean, primary physical custody of the kids, and 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 like who gets the weekends or whatever they work it out. If he even gets, I mean, now, now look, obviously they're they're millionaires and you know close, probably close to billionaires at this point. Um, they can probably fly the kids you know, every weekend to and from. So, but the kids have to go to school um, unless they're being homeschooled, which I don't know if they are. But they're they're nine and they're twelve, so I would imagine that that they're in some type of school, probably a private school someplace, and it's probably a school in 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 probably the Tampa area right now. Um, now, now Brady, he plays for the Buccaneers and, and he's going to finish his career there unless he, something drastic happens. Uh, we all know about the Miami situation in terms of him being apparently offered that, but, um, Giselle, you mentioned that, that, um, she has contacts in New York and, and, and she may not be, you know, just too great with staying in Tampa, Florida. So in a situation where she says, you know, I want to move back to New York or I, I want to move back to Los Angeles or wherever, or Massachusetts, wherever she wants to go. Well, now there's going to be an issue, especially if Tom says, well, you know, I want the kids here. Um, so what is the court going to look at in terms of the best interest of the child? The Again, in Pennsylvania, again, here's another. There's a, another one of those list of factors. The statute sets out like 16 factors that courts must look at in determining custody. And as a, a, an attorney advising a client in that, we're doing the same thing. We're saying here, here are the factors. This is how we see them related to your situation and and your spouse's situation. This is where we expect the court would go. The alternative to that is, can we come to terms? Can we come to an agreement? Is there something that you can live with that we can both live with? And I think in this situation, 
we'd have to look at again. You mentioned Tom's his older son with um, you know his his uh, former girlfriend, and as I understand, they have a, a very cooperative relationship. That child lives primarily with mother in New York City, um, but spends a lot of time with uh, with Tom, and again goes to games with Tom, and, and and spends summers with Tom, and goes on vacations with Tom. Spends a lot of time with his siblings, with you know the the children of this marriage. Has a great relationship with them, and you would have to think that they will do something along the same lines. And Tom, again, very famously, one of the things he said is, look, I haven't had a Thanksgiving in 23 years, or, I have, or a Christmas in 23 years. I haven't had a Thanksgiving or a Christmas with my family. So, you know, a court, if, if they did not come to an agreement, uh, you know, and you went into court and Tom says, I think I deserve primary custody and they should be with me. Well, what's been the history of your relationship? How many times have you, you know, who, who does the holidays? And what, what is the history here? And how, how are you going to do that? Now, obviously, um, they both have money. They can both have, you know, whether it's um, nannies or au pairs or whatever it is um, to do that. And as you said, provide transportation for them and all that. But the expectation here and all, everything we're hearing so far from both of them, they're speaking respectfully about this kind of stuff, everything we're hearing so far is saying that they're going to work out an agreement and probably, um, certainly while during the season, in season, uh, Brady, the kids are going to spend more time with Giselle, wherever she is, and, and you know, go to, they'll probably go to games every weekend, no matter where they are, um, and off-season, they'll spend more time with Dad, and, and, you know, he'll spend more time with his older son at that point, so that's the direction that moves in, but, you know, like anything else, you know, the, the, the courts are looking for an agreement between the people, the People are looking to make an agreement, and it's only if they can't come to that. And that's where, again, I would fully expect that the attorneys these people are talking to now are telling them, you know, this is going to work out in your best interest. One of the things you mentioned at the beginning, Al, was, you know, the, the brands of these people. Where are you going in the future? Where's, where's your brand, and, and what's going to happen to your brand? If we come to an agreement and everything is nice and everything goes along well, how does that affect your brand if it goes the opposite way and we have a, a, a bitter battle and things are coming out that, you know, that, that all sorts of stuff is coming out that, that may not be best for your brand? Is that what you want to do? And what's going to be the result of that? So now the final question I have, you mentioned brand and you mentioned uh, prenuptial agreements, and that agreement was probably created when, when, when they got married. And who knows what Brady thought he might be doing in 2022, and perhaps, I, mean, I know that I'm sure that, that he's had very fine attorneys, but the word TB12 may not have even been a thing back then. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it was, but now it is. And um, it seems like, I know he has the big TV contract, but you know, things can happen with TV. He may get on TV and not be very good. And okay. uh, they may find him very awkward and very, you know, he may not be like Tony Romo. He, he may be like... <laughs> exactly, who thought he was going to be you know, <laughs> And uh, he may not be, you know, people, you know, kind of, he may come off as awkward or like maybe he's too, too smart. And like, it, yeah, yeah. He's, he's almost like condescending in some ways and just kind of like making people feel like they're idiots. And um, so TV, that may not work out. I mean, I'm sure there's some type of buyout agreement, and but you know, it's 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 quite possible that that entire amount isn't isn't coming to him. Uh, it's a 10-year deal, and probably there's probably some room room in there for them to get out if they have to. Um, I would think. But TB12, it's this brand now, and you know, look, he played he's, he's playing at a high level until he's 45. People are are thirsty for any edge, 
And I believe that that brand could be as valuable as, say, Nike one day. I mean, to me, I think that um, people, if they buy into this philosophy, which is which what I'm calling it, um, you know, he could he could do you know, extremely well with that. So I'm wondering if that prenuptial agreement mentions TB12 or in, in any way, and if it doesn't, or perhaps it kind of mentions it, but not really in uh, great great language. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her? I mean. And again, I mean, they both do very well, but just she may not be happy with the fact that, you know, she may just say, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a powerful person and j- j- just my own ego. I'm not going to let him just kind of skate out of here free. I'm, I, I want a piece of that company. Uh, just just to have it, just, just to say that, you know, uh, you're not don't think because you're Tom Brady, you, you can walk all over me. And th- that may sound petty, but, you know, look, I mean, sometimes people. You'd be surprised kind of what, I don't have to tell you, but, but I mean, people have different, you know, positions on things. So in terms of that company, uh, let's say for a second that the, that the prenuptial agreement isn't really specific with regards to that. Um, potentially, is she entitled to anything? Well, and again, like you said, it all comes down to the prenuptial agreement and any agreement they make now. But in, in terms of just, again, you go to strictly, as we call it, you know, black letter law, you know, what the statute says about that. And again, I, this is, I'm talking about Pennsylvania law. I, I'm guessing that Florida law is similar. But what would happen uh, if, if TB12 is kind of outside of the prenuptial agreement and, and uh, then there would be a, a valuation, you know what I mean? And, and let's put a valuation on that thing, and, and that would be a current valuation. That would be something that says, you know, okay, we're going to bring in, you know, uh, business valuators, and, and they're going to do a standard kind of valuation of the business and see what this company is worth and, and what, you know, what entitlement um, uh, Giselle may have to, uh, to some portion of that, what's an equitable uh, distribution of the value of that company. And maybe that comes out to be a, a piece of it um, going into the future instead of, you know, maybe it comes out to be a payoff dollar amount now. You get this much money. Maybe it comes out to be in a, a percentage interest in it. Maybe um, a lot of things. I mean, my, I, th- I, I thought about this uh, coming into this, and I thought to myself, I would not be surprised if, if down the road somewhere you see uh, uh, Giselle on the board of that company or something. I just think that's the nature of how the, <laughs> this, this may play out between these two things mm-hmm. that uh, – that, um, you know, and again, his he's established, like you said, he's established some um, uh, just some ways of doing things that 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 you know are hard to, like you said, hard to ignore. I mean, success leaves clues, and here's a guy that has achieved success in ways that you know you got to believe he's um, he's going to move forward in a way that he he makes good decisions, he takes good advice, he works tirelessly um, to to achieve what he wants to do, and that he'll do the same thing uh, moving forward. And, and I, I think you're right. I think TB12 has a potential to be, um, if not a Nike itself, at least an Air Jordan, kind of, you know what I mean, kind of uh, well, kind of thing. I, I mean, I don't know. I think the guy's either going to end up uh, owning a, a company like that that turns into be like Nike or he's going to get involved in politics or both. I, yeah, I, I really do think he's going to get involved in politics. I, I, I do think that his 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 real um, personality is coming out now. He's kind of like a he's he, people are finding him to, to be very personable. They like him, and I could see him running for something in Florida, 
There you or, go. Or going back to Massachusetts and running there. But yeah. that, I mean, I, I think he's probably better off in Florida. He probably likes it there a lot more. It's warmer. And I think he would do it just to see if, he, I mean, look, I mean, nothing against John Runyon. But if John Runyon can, can become a congressman in New Jersey, <laughs> I think Tom Brady could be the next U.S. senator from, from the state of Florida. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would like to believe that. I think that uh, I know I know it's different states, different environments. Right. But, um, you know, look, uh, I don't want to get involved in politics, but uh, I think Herschel Walker has a good shot, too. So uh, if he gets in, I think I, I think we're going to see this trend of just uh, athletes just running for office. But anyway, Larry... I want to thank you for your time. Where can people find you? Please give your contact information. Um, so if they need help. Now, um, you're licensed in, in Pennsylvania and New Jersey? Yes. Okay. Uh, the, the, the office is here in, in Pennsylvania, Lamonica Law, and it's L-A-M-O-N-A-C-A. It's been Lamonica with an A in the middle instead of an I, but Lamonica Law is the firm. We're here in Pennsylvania. A couple of us, including me, are licensed in New Jersey, so we do practice in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. We're exclusively a family law firm. Uh, that's all we do. Uh, we're probably the largest family law firm on the main line here. That's where we're located, the main line outside of Philadelphia. And um, Thank you for this opportunity to uh, to get in touch with uh, with this subject, to talk with you about it, and spend some time. Uh, I've enjoyed it, and uh, I'll be looking for uh, I'll be looking for TB12 running for office. <laughs> I don't know. I I think that we could see it, but Larry, this has been great. I want to thank you again, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks. I appreciate it. Same to you. Best wishes to you, uh, uh, Al, for having me on here. And, and again, uh, congratulations on what you did today. I know you had a great success in court. So, thanks. Well, I want to thank you all again for listening to the Gambling Law Podcast. Today I was with attorney Larry Welsh. We discussed a lot of great issues in family law, touched on a lot of subjects that I hope will be helpful to our clients and their families. And please stay tuned for more great episodes, and I will talk to you all in the future.